We're going to go right back into uh, our series that we kicked off last week called Naked and Unafraid. This is not an illustrated message. Amen. You'll get that later. You'll, you'll, you'll get that later. Naked and unafraid. If you're, if you're kind of lost on, like, where is this title coming from, you can go to the Discovery Channel and you can check out this, this series that is on. Uh, there's man and this woman. They drop them off in the wilderness. They have to strip down bare naked. They meet each other in the wilderness, total strangers, and they have to exist for 21 days living off the land, find their own food, find their own water, find their own shelter, create all of that, uh, deal with all of the mosquito bites in places that you never get bit by mosquitoes because those places are never exposed like that. Well, now they are. I mean, it's dealing with all of that stuff, right? And, uh, and, and it, the, the show is kind of, kind of interesting if you're interested. Cindy doesn't like it. They blur out all of the uh, important areas so that you're not like, uh, you know, but, but it's, an, it's an interesting, Cindy's not into to it, but it, yeah, it, it's okay. Naked and, 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 and unafraid. There, there's something about just getting raw and real in life, and especially in our faith, and that's where this is going. How many of you, when you grew up, you had a teddy bear. Where are the teddy bear holder? Like, okay, I'm not going to ask you if you still have it, because I'm not going to go there, because I know some of y'all, like, every night I sleep right beside my, yep, yeah, 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 it's okay. Especially the dudes, it's okay. Uh, Caleb, when he was growing up, maybe you all did, he had a bobo. Now, if you don't know what a bobo is, for all the white folks, that's a pacifier. In our Puerto Rican house, a bobo is a pacifier, right? And so wherever he went, and here's what was crazy about his bobo. Uh, half the time, it wasn't even in his mouth. He just walked around with it in his hand. He just wanted to have his bobo with him. Everywhere he went, he had his bobo. Until we were on a boat, and he dropped it. It bounced and went into the water. And like, uh-oh, here we go. This is not good. Like, and, it, uh, and here, and we didn't have an extra. How many you know you got every, every good parent, you got five or six bobos laying around somewhere? In the glove box, in your shoe, in your purse. I mean, you, you're carrying them somewhere just in case. Well, we're on the water. There was no more just in case. The bobo in the water. Uh, we gave Caleb, you gave it to Nemo. You did really good. You just gave it to Nemo. And, and we celebrated, and he never went back to his bobo. But, but, but he just carried his bobo around. Uh, many of you, like, you think you're so sophisticated because you no longer have your little bear, and you no longer have your bobo. But you do have your own little thing. It's called a cell phone. Because you know if you don't have your cell phone, uh, and all of a sudden your day is messed up, and, and you're crying, and you don't, it just messes you up if you don't have your cell phone. How many of you know you go back home to get your phone? If you forget your phone, you go, oh, that's all I got to say right there. It kind of reminds me like, remember I watched Charlie Brown growing up? Remember Linus? Linus, he, he, he always, he always, had, that, he always had that that blanket, that nasty blanket. Drug it around everywhere with him. Everywhere he went, it was his security blanket. We, we all have security blankets. We all have things that we wrap our life in that we think give us security. Uh, we, we have things like bank accounts. That, that, that is our security blanket. Well, no, I know what I got in, in the bank, so all is good. And we, we, we think it's all uh, the, the titles that we have acquired in life. 
our business or whatever it is that we're doing. We, we've got a title, man, I've got this. And so we find security in those things. Our ed- edumacation, our, our edumacation. All of a sudden now, i got some letters after my name. I finished that. And, and listen, education and business and finances are great. I'm not hating on any of it. If you don't like your money, give it to me. I'll be glad to take it off your hands. It's all good. I'm not mad at any of that stuff, but we're st- we find security in our relationship. So I'm just so, uh, so secure. Just, just the relationship. We, some of us find security today in our IG followers. As long as I get more followers, oh, did you see who liked this? So-and-so commented on this. And we just find such security in, in that stuff. Some folks are trying to find security in government. <laughs> I'm just saying there's just, it's amazing how things that we try to find security in. But you know what's interesting? A blanket cannot give you security. I mean, just think. Someone breaks in your house, you don't run for your blanket. Because there's no security in that blanket. There's there's nothing that's going to protect you. And I will tell you this. There's no security in anything that you and I can talk about today. You think your finances are secure? Let a pandemic hit our nation. You think titles are secure? Let a new generation come up where they can pay them half the price for the same job you're doing and watch the title go away. If we're finding our identity and security in things... When those things exit and the expiration date hits and it's taken away, where are we left? We're grabbing for something that we're no longer secure. We find out that we were living with a false sense of security. So, so what is secure? That's exactly what this series is about. That's what today is about. Mark chapter 10 is an interesting uh, chapter. Uh, and and I, there, there, there's two men spoken of in this chapter uh, that, that are relate specifically with security blankets, security blankets. The, the, these two guys in Mark chapter 10. Uh, the first one, I'm just going to just kind of tell you the story for time's sake. Uh, he's referred to in the Bible as the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, he, he, she, he comes to Jesus and goes, Jesus, yeah, what's up? How you doing? He says, what do I need to do to inherit to get eternal life? What, what, what's it going to take? I got money. I got followers. What, what you need? What, what's it take to get that? And Jesus says, I got one for you. Sell everything you've got. Give it all to the poor. Mm. I'll get back with you on that, Jesus. And he just kind of backed out of the thing like, I, I'm not crazy about this situation right now. I mean, you know, Jesus went straight to the heart of what he actually had his security in. He didn't come to Jesus saying, I need identity. He said, I'm bringing my, I've already got identity. I've already got security. I may or may not need you. You're a preference to me, Jesus. You're not something that I need in my life. And so I'll see if I can fit you into my world if your price is okay. And he decided that Jesus cost too much in order to do life his way. Because Jesus went straight to the heart. It's interesting. Jesus really didn't want all of his money. It wasn't about living broke, poor, busted, and disgusted. That is not God's plan. But he is coming after the very thing that you say you put your trust in, your hope in, your life in. That's going to be opposite of him. Because it's amazing what we will prop up beside Jesus to make competition for him in our life. What's her name? Let me just get back to this. I'm sorry. It's, we, we, we put all kinds of things up against Jesus. And we find ourselves where Jesus says, I'm going to ask you for that right there. Because Jesus wants all of your heart. He wants all of your trust. He wants all of your faith. And you and I shouldn't have a problem with that. Because I don't know anybody in here who's okay with your spouse being faithful five days a week. 
Yeah, I didn't think so. I'm not even going to look at the front row right now because I got a beautiful Latino wife down here. Gloria a Dios. Dios le bendiga, burrito, chimichanga. And that's, that's about as far as it goes. I'm not even going to. No, we, we want full fidelity. If I said I do, then I do for seven days a week. If I said I do, 24 hours a day. If I said I do, and by the way, if you said you do, then we doing this, right? We doing this. I don't want to know that it's part-time. Jesus doesn't want part-time because he doesn't want to pay alimony and he don't want yours later. We, we want, he wants like a full relationship. Let's get in. Let's do this thing together. Trust is critical. He wants you to put your entire weight on him. Put your life on me. It's kind of like when Caleb was a kid. Growing up, I don't know if it's just a dad thing or what, but it was like my, I was consumed when he was little. I just wanted him to jump off of a chair or jump off the step into my arms. Like I want him to take this leap of faith that's just ridiculous. Stand there, jump to me. Come on, come on, Caleb. Come on, Caleb. Come on, Caleb. And he'd go. And sometimes he would just turn around and he would scoot down the steps. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even, but, and, and it drove me crazy because as his father, I wanted him to trust me. I'll catch you. I've got you. You can put your full trust, your full weight on me. Just leap. Just jump. I've got you. I'm waiting on you. As a dad, I was consumed with that until the day he actually did it. Crazy. Why would he jump off a step? But he jumped and I was, and I got to catch him. And all of a sudden now I'm throwing him in the air as high as I can. And Cindy was not having any of it. But I'm just saying there was something about that trust factor between my son and, and, and the father and me that began to, believe it or not, begins to bond because he, he was learning trust in me at that time. I want you to understand, Jesus does not want you backing down the step. He's saying, I know it's a leap and I know it feels scary, but I need you to leave what you're standing on and I need you to jump into my arms. I can handle the full weight of everything you throw at me. I'm your daddy. I got you. Everything's going to be all right, but I don't want to relationship where you don't trust me and we just kind of wave at each other. I need you to dive into my arms. I'll catch you. Everything's going to be all right. Would you turn to five folk and tell them, you can trust him. You can trust him. You can trust him. Psalm 37 verse 5 says this, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him. He will act. Notice, notice, notice the order. Trust in him, then he will act. Some of us want God to act and then we'll trust him. We, God, you do this and then all right, I'm going, no, no, that's not how it works. He says, I want you to trust me, then you're going to see me show up, but you got to trust me first. Caleb, I need you to jump and then you'll see that I'm strong enough to catch you, but I need you to jump first. This is where you and I are with our walk and our relationship with Christ. It's kind of like the chicken and the pig. They were both talking about breakfast. The chicken was excited, the pig was not. The chicken looked at the pig and said, what's your problem with breakfast? He said, well, with you, it's just a contribution. With me, it's total commitment. You'll get that later when you get home. I'm just saying, God doesn't want us to participate. He wants us to be fully committed in this thing. I did not just call you a pig in case you're wondering, all right? I'm just saying that that's, he wants us all in. So Mark 10, Jesus starts off talking about this, this rich young ruler who, who wasn't, wouldn't commit, would not just download everything to Jesus. And then he transitions later in this chapter, in Mark chapter 10, to a man uh, who literally had a security blanket. And I want to tell you his story, kind of move through the pieces, you, kind of verse by verse. 
verse, uh, but, but I want you to see this. The Bible says that Jesus was walking through a city uh, named Jericho. Everyone shout Jericho. He was walking through the city named Jericho. Jericho was, was full of all kinds of craziness, and I won't get into that. And the Bible says that there was this guy named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, who was there on the, by the side of the street who was begging. Now, you need to understand something. When the Bible puts words in there, this is just kind of a sidebar. I ain't even charging for this. All the Activate students, you're going to get me right here. here here's, here's what you've got to understand about this. The reason the Bible gives us his name, Timaeus, uh, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, the reason he does that is because when when this story was told in first century, this was a real dude they could verify and check if this miracle actually happened or not. This was put there for folks in that day who could go back and say, I want to go talk to Timaeus and see if that really happened to his son. And so they weren't afraid of giving details so that their word, their testimony could be fact-checked and find out that I'm telling you this actually happened. Go check it for you. Go talk to Timaeus. He'll tell you it happened. That's why it's there. So Bartimaeus is there and he is actually actually begging. He's sitting on the roadside begging. What's interesting is his father's name, Timaeus, it literally means to be highly honored, highly honored, valued, and revered. So highly honored, valued, and revered is sitting on the side of the road watching everybody pass by while he's stuck and begging in life. It's interesting because the Bible says that he was blind Blind Bartimaeus is what we call him. Blind Bartimaeus. Isn't it funny how we always put someone's condition above and before their name? We label people by the issues that they're going through. Jesus is not about the label. He's about the person. He's about your heart. He's not impressed. He's not, he's not depressed. He's not distracted by the things that you've done. It's, it's not your behavior he's, he's consumed with. It's your value. He loves you. He's crazy about you. That's why we sing about the grace of God and the forgiveness of God. God and the mercy of God. Don't ever let that message get old in your head, ladies and gentlemen, because nobody will forgive you like Jesus will forgive you, and nobody has grace for you like Jesus has grace. We need to, can we just take a 15-second praise break and give him a hand clap of praise and say, thank you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I'm so grateful, man. I'm so grateful. Highly valued is sitting beside the road, and he's blind. He can't see, but notice something. He's not deaf. He's blind, but he's not deaf. He's got no vision, but he heard about Jesus. Someone told me about this cat named Jesus. He'd go around healing people. I heard that he can raise the dead. I heard that he went to a party, they ran out of wine, and he made jugs of it, just rain out of the sky. I, I heard about this guy. He likes to party and raise dead things. I need to meet this guy. And so he was all about, he, he heard, he heard, he heard about Jesus. He didn't see him, but he heard about him. You see, it's interesting. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Faith grows by what I hear. It enters your ear gate. It goes into your heart. That's why it's important that we're in this room to keep hearing the word. It gets layered God's love. God's mercy, God's grace, and your faith has got to grow to push back on all the lies of culture and yourself and your past and family and things who are trying to hold you down. I need my faith to grow greater. Greater is he that is in me than the stuff in my world. How does that happen? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When I keep hearing this spoken into my life, my life is getting stronger today from the balcony to the floor, you watching online. We are all growing in our faith 
faith right now. You're stronger right now than you were at 9 o'clock this morning. Something is transitioning in your life because you made God a priority and the word is entering your life. This brings impact to our world and it did to Bartimaeus. You see, he heard that Jesus had the power to heal and it excited him. Can I, can I tell you something here? Uh, what, what, what is it that you've heard about Jesus that you've never seen yourself? What have you heard he can do but you've never experienced it but you sure would like to? You've heard it preached that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. You've heard that he turned things around. You've heard he can break addictions. You've heard he can heal relationships. You've heard he can restore kids back to their family. You've heard that he can give you supernatural wisdom for your business. You've heard these things, but I've never seen it. Has anybody ever heard something about Jesus that you've never experienced, but you sure would like to in your life? I've got good news for you. Just because you've never seen those miracles doesn't mean you can't have one of those miracles because that's exactly where Bartimaeus was. Bartimaeus had heard. He had never seen because he couldn't see anything, but I've heard about this man. Faith is rising on the inside, and I am not going to miss my moment right here. I might make a big fool of myself here for the next couple of moments, but I'm not going to miss my moment. Tell somebody, do not miss your moment today. Do not miss your moment. Why do I say that? Because Bart started shouting, Jesus! He's on the side of the road. It's busy. Jesus is exiting Jericho. It's a, it, it's a high commerce area. Trade is going on. And Bartimaeus is on the side, and he heard that Jesus is coming by because there was a scuttle going on. The rabbi, Jesus, he's coming by. I've heard about Jesus. He heals. He changes people's situation. I heard he can heal blind eyes. I have blind eyes. I'm highly valued, but I'm sidelined. I'm going nowhere in life. I'm supposed to be experiencing more than where I am right now. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is what Bart starts doing, and it irritated people. Have you know when you really get serious about Jesus, it might irritate some people. Tell somebody, I think he's talking to me right now. Just I think he's talking to me right now. You see, he was breaking the social norms. You go to church every Sunday? Like, like all of them? Yeah, they hold 52 a year, and I try to make all I can. <laughs> like, you give 10% of your money to the church? How many of people will laugh at you for some things that we do in church? It, it's, Bartimaeus was breaking social norms. Society, culture were looking like, you, you're losing your mind. What, what are you doing? All he was thinking was, I'm not missing my moment. You don't know how long I've been stuck in this situation. You don't know the hell I've been through in my life. And my goal is not to make you comfortable. My goal is to advance my life and get everything God said I can have. I'm not sitting back going quiet in this moment. I was made for more than where I am right now. Culture began to come around and say, Bartimaeus, would you stop? Would you please stop? Shut it down, Bart. Don't be doing that, man. We're just, this is Rabbi Jesus. Would you leave him alone? And the Bible says when they tried to quieten him down, he screamed and shouted even louder. I love this guy. Never met him, but I sure do like this guy, man. He's like, I know. That bothers you? Check this out. Jesus! 
us. I mean, he just goes hard. And people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I can see people trying to surround him and hide him. Like, I can't believe he's doing this because, you see, it's not classy to get loud in life for Jesus. It's not dignified. It's not good for your image to post something about, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? That, that's not really sexy in our culture when we begin to stand for something. You see, the culture we live in right now, if you don't believe what they believe, they want to cancel you out. They want to shut your voice down. Because no, because here's what I know. This is a level of truth that will cut against the grain in people's lives. And it's not about my truth or your truth. It is his truth that we will live our lives up to. And it's time to take a stand for what is right, a stand for what is whole, a stand for what brings healing. A stand. Every, ladies and gentlemen, we can build our life on a lot of other things that are going to eventually crumble. This, the word of the living God, you can stand on it, build on it. This, heaven and earth will pass away. This will remain forever. You want a security blanket in your life? Grab God's word and wrap yourself in this and watch how it will carry you through life. Man, all of a sudden, Bart steps in. He begins to scream even louder, even louder, even louder, even louder. The people were trying to quieten him down. Be very careful with the people who are trying to separate you from Jesus. You better check those relationships. People who begin to rain on your parade to try to get you to, it don't take all that. Oh, you don't know what I've been through. No, it does take all of this. Now, you, you're going to go on our first Wednesday as well? Mm-hmm. You mess with me, I'll go to growth track. Oh, yes, I will. I will join that. I'll serve in that church. Yes, I will. That's exactly what it takes, ladies and gentlemen. Those are not extras and fringes. It, I'm just telling you to do this life with everything you've got to pick the full jump off the step, to go flying leap into your father's arms. I've just got to lean all the way in. I can't play with him. I can't just visit him. I can't try to fit a piece of Jesus into my world. I've got to resolve it's not my way, it's his way. I'm going to stop swiping my American excuse card and start living it his way. I'm going to pull out his word. I'm going to stand on his truth. If he said it, I'm going to do it and I'll watch him act on it later. He told me, trust me and I will act. I've got to trust him first and then he's going to show up and do things in my life. I dare you to take a step. I dare you to call on Jesus. I dare you to shout beyond where culture is. I dare you to offend people who want to walk away because they don't understand. I love him more than I love anything else in this world and he is the only answer Sir, I've got to get through this. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to lean in. They've got to lean in. You see, desperation has never been impressed with image. When you're desperate, you don't care what people think about you. I really don't give a rip. I need something to change. And the Bible says, moving quickly, Jesus stopped. Jesus says, get that guy. I love it. His cry of desperation got Jesus' attention amidst all kinds of craziness. It was loud everywhere. Can I, can I tell you something? Jesus is not too busy to hear your cry. And it's not your volume, it's your desperation. It's your sincerity. Jesus, I need you now. Nothing else is going to fit this situation. Nothing else is going to heal this. I need you right now above everything and everybody I'm laying it all on the line it was the cry of faith Mark chapter 10 verse 50 is a verse of scripture we got to focus on we're going to start to wrap this up here's what it says Bartimaeus threw aside his coat jumped up and came to Jesus 
naked and unafraid. In first century Judaism, you need to understand the culture in order to understand this verse. Because if you and I just read this, we will think that it's someone standing on a street corner with a sign, need beer money. Everyone throw money out the window. That's not what's going on here. In order to be a beggar, especially in Jericho in these days, you had to go and show yourself to the government, and they had to qualify and prove that you actually had a disability. If you were, it was proven that you had a disability, they issued you a garment, a cloak, a wrap. They issued you a mantle of some kind that was very distinct, showing that you had been sanctioned by the government to actually be out there begging so that as people were fulfilling God's word in taking care of the poor and the needy, they knew it wasn't a scam job. This guy is the legit. This lady is legit. It's been qualified by the government. And when you see that blanket, when you see that cover, you know that is a real issue and you can give to that. That cover, that mantle that he had, that was everything to Bartimaeus. You have to understand, it was his identity. It was his income. It was his future. It was his security. It was everything. And when he heard that Jesus was coming and he cried out to Jesus and Jesus said, stop, bring him to me, the Bible says the first thing Bartimaeus did was take his identity and throw it away. He threw away his opportunity to receive finances later. He said, I am all in. I have nothing to fall back on. It is gone. I am done. If he doesn't fix this, I have no option. I am valuable. I know what's on the inside. I've got dreams. People have overlooked me for years, and it's not because I'm bragging. I just know I've got worth and value. I've been sidelined. I just have no vision for my life. I can hear things going on, but I know there's a better day coming, and I know that Jesus is close by and I'm not missing my moment because I want him to get involved in my world I'm getting in his world I'm turning it all over to Jesus and whatever it costs me I've got no option look where I am look what I've got life's not getting any better something's got to change I'm going to just throw it off and the Bible says he threw off that garment he, he, he pushed it away so it's got to go then he jumped up and then he came to Jesus throw off the garment get rid of it throw away the excuse then change, elevate your perspective get on your feet you've been down for too long I need you to stand up in faith and realize that this is the first day of the rest of my life. I'm changing something right now. The excuses are gone. I'm done identifying with my issue. Government and people and culture has labeled me and they even sanctioned me to have this issue for the rest of my life. They've issued me a license to have an excuse. I'm going to throw that away because I have encountered a healer that can actually turn everything in my world and he can do something in my world that makes what culture calls me illegal because I don't even qualify for the blanket anymore because when he gets done he's going to turn these blind eyes into seeing eyes and now I'm going to lose excuses and I'm moving forward into everything he said I can have and then he moved towards Jesus you see it's one thing to throw the excuse to the side it's one thing to stand up but then you got to take a step and all of this before the miracle happened He literally was standing and walking to Jesus naked and unafraid. I'm coming. Excuses are gone. 
I have nothing to fall back on. If you don't do something in my life, it all crashes and burns. I've thrown it away, and I'm walking right now, not because I see you, but because I hear your voice, and I'm going to walk towards the voice that's talking to me right now. The Bible says Jesus healed the man. Someone say he healed him. You're watching online. He healed him. And the very next thing it says happened is after he healed him, the man received his sight and then started following Jesus down that road. After my eyes have been opened, I follow him for the rest of my life. And I'm leaving the excuse behind. The identity of the past that sidelined me is over. It's done. I stood up naked and unafraid before him. When I stepped to him, he took the issue off my life, and I've been following for the rest of my life. I want you to stand to your feet if you would. Come on. I want you to notice something. The rich man, earlier in the chapter, Jesus told both of these stories in order for you and I to see the variation between both. The rich man rejected Jesus and he lived covered and afraid. The blind man accepted Jesus' offer and lived naked and unafraid. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever it is you put your faith in, it better be able to hold you through the greatest hell of your life. Because if it's not as good in the hell as it is in the daylight, then it's not real. This one final thought, and we're going to pray. This thought haunts me. I ran right through it in the very beginning of the story. Saved it for the end, just for you. The Bible says, as Jesus was exiting Jericho, this story took place. We have no story that when Jesus was entering, walking through the city, that anybody else called on him. Miracle power was entering Jericho, and nobody recognized the power. Miracle death raising power was walking through the streets past people who were broken and hurt and dying. Nobody recognized the power walking past them. Jesus exits the walls of Jericho and is on the road headed out and it took a blind man to see him because he heard about Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you watching online, do not let Jesus pass you by today. Don't you miss this moment. Oh, I've heard of him. And you watch him go instead of calling on him. Let faith arise and realize this may be my time for a life change today. We're going to pray. I'm going to bring the altar to you today. You're not coming here. I'm coming to you.
I want you to bow your heads in this place from the balcony all down. We've got a phenomenal crowd in this room today. You're watching online. I want you to bow your head right there. I want you to, want you to talk to Jesus. I don't know where, what you need him to touch. I don't know what you need him to heal. I don't know what you need him to put together. Is it a relationship in your marriage? Is it peace in your heart? Is it a physical healing in your body, in your mind? Is it a resource? Is it with your children? What is it you need him to do? He is listening right now, and he has the power. Your desperation, your faith can get his attention. I'm challenging you, jump off the step into your daddy's arms. He's waiting on you right now. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him right now. Jesus, we've got to have you today. It's with utter desperation we come to you. We're, we're not concerned about culture, about friends, about people, about social media. Right now, this is about changing something that I can't change. I've been sidelined long enough. I was made for more, and I'm ready for the next season of my life. I've heard about you, but I know that you're greater than just what I've heard. I know you're able. And today, God, I speak that power. I speak that authority. I speak the manifestation of your power and your glory and your love and your healing right into your people's lives today. This is a day of change. I don't know why today, but for somebody, it all changes today. We're dropping our blankets. We're dropping our excuses. No more playing the victim. It's over. Today, we stand up. We throw the issues away. We walk naked and unafraid, full-blown into you. I'm not going to try to fit you into my life, Jesus. I'm coming and saying, I will fit into your world. I'm giving you all of me. I'm holding nothing back. I want to know you. I want to experience you. I want to learn about you. I want your power working in my life. I need your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy. I want that laughter. I want that experience. I want the reality of you and me like I have always heard about but never experienced. Why is it that people have served you for decades? I want to know that for myself. Today, God, I pray that you would reveal yourself in this room. Speak to hearts in this room. Those that are watching through that camera, watching on a screen, I pray that the same power in this room, they would feel it just coming through and touching their heart today. God, let there be a healing. Let there be a turning. Let there be a change. Let there be a new resolve, a fresh commitment. Something changes today. I will not live this way the rest of my life. There is a power in this room that's able to change my situation. I'm calling on him today. I want you to take the next 30 seconds, 45 seconds to just talk to him on your own. On your own, you talk to him. Talk to him. He's waiting to hear your voice. Nobody called out for Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus called on his own. He needs to hear your voice. He needs to know that you want him. He'll show up. He'll stop. He'll listen. He'll change things, but you've got to call on him. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. running through my head. I want us to sing this. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. Sing this. You do miracles so great. 
declare today that there is life change happening all through this room that what we walked in with we will leave without we're leaving blankets in this room security blankets are dropping and we're stepping out naked and unafraid we want everything you said we can have cover us in your love your peace your grace and your mercy in Jesus name amen amen if you receive that today would you put those hands together